Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right, we're going to talk innovation and we're going to talk about how to create an innovative company. The cost of missing marketing innovation because it costs you a ton. Uh, we've got Steve Hoffman from Founderspace. Steve, thanks for, much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. My pleasure. I love it. And we're going to also talk about how to hire the best sales and customer support that innovate. We're going to talk about the big idea of YouTube. He's going to tell the story of how YouTube started and how they innovated. He's going to talk about the companies worked with, with right now, Grub Market and Trust Stamp, and how they're going public, the key to going public. We've got so much great information on innovation in your company. But before we get started, this is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best ways to innovate is through listening to your customers. We can help you to strategize those conversations, collect those interviews, create amazing videos. Just go to VideoCaseStory.com to learn more. All right, let's get started. We're going to talk about marketing and innovation today. How to innovate your marketing because I think it's probably one of the most important things that people can do because either they're behind the eight ball or they're leading in marketing. It can make a huge difference in effectiveness. But before we get started, you've been recently, you've worked with a lot of startups. Uh, tell me about those the few startups that are actually going public right now, the ones that you're working on. Well, there's one startup that started at my startup accelerator, Founder Space in San Francisco, called Grub Market. And they innovated on the idea of taking food from the farm and delivering it to the table. So organic food from farmers to the table. And then they actually grew really fast and became a key player in the whole food distribution ecosystem. So kind of a dominant player in how food is distributed and between uh, the farm all the way until you get it in your fridge. There's another company that started at Founderspace and they just went public on the NASDAQ. They are called Trust Stamp and they are all about verifying identity online, which is a huge thing these days. And what were the keys to growing these companies to the point where they could go public? So a lot of times, and people don't realize this, they think that the initial idea you start with is the one that's going to make you rich. That epiphany you have, oh, this is a great idea. But mo most of the time in reality, and this is what I learned running a startup incubator, working with hundreds of entrepreneurs, is that when you're innovating, usually the initial idea you start with is, is wrong or else it's right, but not completely right. And you actually, through engaging in the marketplace, uncover a path to a much bigger idea. So take Grub Market, for example. They, their initial idea was, you know, how do we basically get, you know, you wanna buy food and know who it's from, know who it's sourced from. How can we connect that farmer with consumers online and cut out the middlemen, cut out Amazon, cut out the supermarkets, cut out everybody in the middle. You and the farmer are buying food. Well, this was a really powerful idea. It took off with a niche group of people who really cared about their food, but they saw an opportunity for something much bigger. They saw that the whole infrastructure uh, for distributing food was archaic. It wasn't taking advantage of all the latest technologies and knowledge sharing, logistics and everything else. And they stepped in there and filled that, that gap. So that, that process of actually going out with one idea 
and then discovering that, wow, there's even bigger ideas out here that I didn't know about and being flexible enough to take advantage of them is key for startup growth. And uh, how do you discover that those big ideas and like once you've started and how do you discover which path to go down? So yeah, this is, I wrote a book called make elephants fly the process of radical innovation. And it's all about this. Like how do you discover the path to go down? And you have to have a starting point, but what a mistake a lot of people make is that when they start or even before they start, they're just trying to think up, you know, what's that big idea that's going to change the world. I actually tell them, don't worry about your idea. Like throw your idea out the window. Your idea doesn't matter. What matters is a direction. Is there an area that you think can be innovated upon? Is it an area where there's a pain point? People are struggling to do something, get it done. They're doing it in, in a way that doesn't feel efficient, that you think, you know, maybe the application of new technology, maybe a new business model, maybe new processes could improve. And then you just start experimenting. So innovation isn't about knowing the answer in advance, because if you knew the answer, if it was that simple, somebody would have probably already done it. You know, the, what, what, what it is about is actually going in with your customers, like who, who you want to serve and figuring out from the outside, it usually takes outsiders to do this, figuring out, wow, can we do this in a different way? Like you've been doing it this way. Actually, there's this new thing out there, this new technology, which could vastly speed up the process. You know, whether it's a blockchain, you know, mobile, whatever it is, we could change how you're doing stuff and the outcome would be significantly better. And this is the important thing that you need to understand when innovating. You're probably gonna stumble across a lot of incremental innovations. These are little innovations that make it better. But you can't build a business on little innovations. You can build, you, if you're uh, launching a new business into a new sector, the only way to compete against the big players is to have a quantum leap, a, a big, exponentially better innovation. And that's what you're looking for in the process. I love it. I love it. And why is it important then, do you feel to be innovating in your marketing as well? So this is a thing, an area that people often overlook. Like they'll be innovating on the product side. They may be innovating on the sales side, but they're almost never innovating on the marketing side. What they do is they do what everybody else does. Okay, where are people, people buying ads? You know, they're buying ads on Google and Facebook. So we'll go buy ads on Google and Facebook. That's good. I'm not saying that you don't do that. You know, you, you probably want to do that. Those are proven to work. But especially if you want to get more bang for your buck and, and you're limited on the amount of money you could spend, a lot of uh, businesses out there, they just can't throw money at marketing. Uh, and it's very competitive out there. When you're on Facebook and Google, you're going to be paying top dollar to get those leads. So how can you get those leads for less? How can you drive down the cost of customer acquisition? Well, a big mistake people make is they try too few marketing channels. They don't experiment. They don't go out there and say, oh, there's this new platform out there that's kind of emerging right now. It could be a social network, could be some sort of destination, could be some other place where my customers are engaging with it. Can I try to use that platform to actually reach these customers? Can I get through that way? Also, how you communicate. A lot of people will send out the standard newsletter that, you know, they'll put in the standard ads that everybody else is doing. Why do it the standard way? Like start to think, uh, what if I just turn this on its head? You know, what if I 
uh, made my newsletter every month or every week, the one I send out, what, what if I made it about something my customers really care about? So where innovation always stems from, I say innovation always comes from one place, always one place, customer needs. So if you want to figure out like how to write the best newsletter in the world, don't just think about what you want to give them. What you want to give your customer doesn't matter. Go to your customers and say, what are the problems you're having? What are the things you want to know? Like if I could put these in a newsletter every week, would you open it? And they'll honestly, they'll say, yeah, if you could get us this information, that information, this and that, that would be fantastic. Another thing, go to your customers. You know, where, where are you spending your time? What media channels are you consuming? How are you consuming them? Wow, if your customers are doing that, there are probably a lot more customers out there, potential customers of yours, who could be doing that. Really understanding the world of your customers, where they live, how they think, what problems they have, that's where the innovation comes in. And it is. It, it's amazing to me because we do this a lot of time. And even just talking about your customers can innovate. And I think this is absolutely, absolutely crucial. So how do you go, what is your pattern for finding that innovation in the customers? So my pattern is, is really don't assume anything. Like all of us have our assumptions. Like we all assume the customer does this, they think this way. We even assume they like our product, you know, and they may not, they may, just may not be telling us. Uh, so don't assume everything. Your role as a marketing person, as a business person, when you engage your customer is as a detective. There are things they're not telling you that you need to know. You need to figure them out just like a private eye, investigate your customers and then start to figure out how they really think, how they really operate, what really matters to them. This is the mindset uh, for the innovator. I love that. I love that. And being a detective, you know, I, it always makes me think what you're talking about is like back to Walt Disney and how he would sit there and stare and watch his customers and watch what they did to figure out how he can improve their experience. And, and I think that's so crucial. It is absolutely crucial. It is. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, don't sell to your customers. Don't sell to your customers. Engage with them, listen to them, and then create different ways for them to interact with your business. Like how, you know, a big part of marketing is getting customers to refer you. So you may think having a referral link is enough. Well, I'll tell you, most people are going to ignore your referral link. Like they're not going to do it. You, there's different ways to get referrals. Other people think, oh, if I give them an incentive, if I give them 20 bucks, well, people are sort of bored of that. You know, you see the 20 bucks, you're like, I'm busy. I don't want to refer people. I don't want to spam my friends for 20 bucks. No, you want to figure out, uh, if you want to figure out how to get your customers to refer you, uh, figure out how to get them to love you, right? <laughs> Start doing things for them and really creative people come up with creative marketing solutions. So let's say, uh, can you create value for your customers and other people they know who may become customers. Can you do it, engage them online? For example, I'll just give you one example, tangible example. I am going to do a show about whatever your product is, whatever your service is, about a need that our customers have. Like they wanna learn more about this. Like they don't know, uh, they, they've been, uh, I've gone, I've done my research, I've done my detective work. My customer has told me, I wanna know more about this widget. Like this isn't your product, but it's something that they, also, they all use, even though it's not your product, they wanna know more about that. You say, okay, I'm gonna get you that information 
uh, if you guys uh, can get a big enough audience for us, right? I will go out and I'll get the maker of that widget and interview them and bring them to you in a live podcast. We'll get, get you all the information. Uh, and then you have them invite their friends, all their friends who are similar, all the people that they know who would also benefit from that. And you create that special event for your customer. I love that idea. I love it. And that, it's such a smart idea. And it's, it's about providing value. And that value doesn't always have to be your product, your service, does it? That's my main point. It doesn't. It shouldn't always be because they already know your product. They're already using your service. Now, can you engage them in other ways? What, you know, I was talking to a startup the other day. So she does uh, food delivery within communities. And I'm like to her, so who are your customers? She goes, oh, they're moms. My customers are almost all moms. They care about this organic food. They want it delivered right away uh, for their kids. And I go, well, then you should start doing events where you get your suppliers who give you this food to donate it to their schools, to give it to places that these mom, these orga community organizations that these moms care about. And you show up at these organizations uh, supporting the, the moms. You might have, you know, 3% of the moms in your school may be using your service, but you could up that to 60% by engaging with that school, with that community, doing that on a regular basis, figuring that out. That's the type of advice I give entrepreneurs. It, it, and it's great, and it's but it's it's simple, but it's not easy, is it? No, it's not easy, and in a lot of people, you're too busy. You just overlook it. You don't do it. You don't, and you are saying a very important thing, and that is, it doesn't have to be your product. It can be anybody's product or service out there. What I want, I want you to think about is, I'm not selling a product or service. I am providing value, and I'm providing value by providing an ecosystem that my customers can engage with. And an ecosystem is greater than any one product or service. So let me give you an example. Uh, Salesforce, most people know Salesforce with their CRM software. Uh, why is Salesforce so successful? They literally, Salesforce literally does not have the best CRM software. It's not the easiest to use. It's clunky. It's antiquated. Uh, it's expensive, but they just dominate the market. They dominate the market because they thought of, we're not just giving you CRM. We are giving you a whole platform, an ecosystem where all these other providers of value can plug in and create value there. So all these developers came on board for Salesforce, started developing on their platform to give more value to their customers. Now when a customer comes to them and they look at Salesforce versus all these other emergent platforms, which may be cheaper, faster, better UI, all these things, they're like, I can't get all those pieces because they're not in there. In your business, if you're gonna engage your customers, which is really what marketing is about, like engaging and getting your customers to, to love you, recommend you, how can you bring in other parties to give them value that aren't necessarily you, but will make a huge difference in your customers' lives. And so, you know, you're talking about listening to your customers, you're talking about innovating, and you also mentioned something, I don't have time, right? I don't have time, and I think that's, that's an excuse, like everything else, because it's, you haven't prioritized it, because people can't see the priority in it. So how do you install this in your startups? How do you install this in a business so that they are listening to the customers, they are innovating for it, from it on a regular basis and taking action. So if you and your employees, you all, everybody in the custom company has to do this. Anybody who touches a customer is a point of, of information gathering and relationship building with that customer. 
So every employee should be engaged in kind of this innovation process, this discovery process. How do you get employees to do that? Well, first of all, I tell startups, the most important thing you can do is hire the right people. Like you want to hire people from the beginning that are on board with it, that are excited about this, that want, certain people will never innovate. I've learned, like you can have a company, you can have, you know, some CEOs say they're in charge of these huge companies. They say, we're going to make everybody an innovator. Well, honestly, a lot of people don't want to be an innovator. They just want to do the same thing over and over and over. And they want to be told what to do and know they're doing it right. That's their job. Other people, and it's a small subset of people, are born innovators. So in your organization, as a CEO, you usually can't do everything. Like you're too busy like to do everything. The people in key positions that uh, engage with your customers, they should be uh, not just good at what they do, whether it's sales, whether it's customer support or whatever, but you should also try to hire people with the mission and they should know this, that they're more than just a salesperson. They're more than customer support. They are supposed to figure out what the customer isn't getting, what they want, and they're supposed to communicate that and help you come up with ideas to provide those things. And if you do this from the ground up, from the day you hire them, and if people aren't doing that in your organization, replace them. Find better people. Honestly, make that tough choice. If you're going to become an innovation organization at all levels, you want your marketing people, you want your customer service people, you want your sales people, you want your key people in key positions to be thinking like that. And the only way you get that is if they aren't naturally inclined to do that, replace them with people who are. I love that because I think innovation is the key and it doesn't have to be this giant invention like you're talking about. Like, I love Trust Stamp and Grub Market. I love what they're doing, but innovation doesn't have to be that, but it is the key to a growing business, isn't it? Absolutely. If you make 20 incremental innovations, little innovations on your process, 20, and all of them are little, but that adds up to a huge thing. The customer experience coming into your business with all these things that you're doing better, slightly better than all your competitors. So innovating in a way on your business comes down to very simple things. Like you could say, uh, you could hear from a customer, you know, uh, what, what, you know what, what is the schedule again? I keep forgetting the schedule. I, keep, uh, uh, I, I don't understand what's coming next or I wanna know what you guys are doing on my behalf if you're a service business every step of the way. You're like, oh, we could put that up on Google Docs for you. Like we could literally put a, a status update of what's happening at each step of the process up on Google Docs and we can do it for every customer. Doesn't, it doesn't require us more than five minutes a day and all of a sudden that customer is super happy. And you might not do it because you didn't know it really mattered to your customer. So these don't have to involve a lot of technology. They don't have to involve huge changes to your organization. They just have to involve understanding the little things your customer needs and expects that they aren't getting from other people, that other service providers wouldn't take the time to figure out. Yes, yes. And and this is, I mean, this doesn't, and like you're talking, I know you're a startup guy, but this applies in every single business, doesn't it? It does. So it doesn't matter if you're a startup or a mature business. And you know, I consult for huge corporations. I consult for Bosch and Intel and Qualcomm and these big companies on their innovation processes. And uh, I'm always telling them, when you innovate in your business, uh, the biggest impact innovations that you have usually start off very small. They're not somebody coming to you with an incredible idea because usually you can't even execute on it and, it and it's kind of unrealistic. It doesn't work. There's somebody coming to you with a small thing that turns into a, a game changer. 
Now, let me give you an example. I have a great example for this that, that most people can relate to. We all know the company YouTube, right? YouTube was out there. Now, YouTube's big, they, the founders of YouTube, I've met them, talked to them. Uh, their big idea was not to go into the world and build the biggest video network the world has ever seen. Like, that wasn't their big idea. Their uh, idea, when they started YouTube, they started it as a video dating site. Video dating. And quickly, this was the early days of the internet, they learned that nobody wanted to video date. They didn't care. Video dating was not a pleasant experience. It wasn't something their customers wanted to do. So they had spent all this time to build this video dating site and the customers weren't engaging, like they weren't using it. Now, while they were running this video dating site, one of the founders of YouTube, they had a video and they wanted to share it with their friends. And in those days, a video is a large file. They didn't have any cloud storage drives or anything like that, Google Cloud, you know, Microsoft. So he thought, how can I share this video with people? Um, oh, I'll upload it to this video dating site I've already built and I'll just share the link, just the link. So he shared that link with friends. They could watch the video. They were very happy. And they were like, oh, can I do that? Can I use your site to share a video with my friends? And instantly, that little innovation, that little idea that was a throwaway idea just to share his video with a couple friends turned into a, whole, a totally new business. So when you are looking at your business, these little ideas matter, executing on them matters, and a lot of times you can't see the potential of them until you start doing them. I love it. I love it. That's so much fun. And it, it's, it's true, and I love that story. I love these marketing stories because there's so many hidden marketing stories out there and they are marketing and it's innovation, but you just, you never know. And like listening to your customers and innovating that way is the absolute best way for every business, you know, and, and I, you know, I've seen it time and time again, and it, it's just amazing how you can listen to your customers and change. Let, let me give you another example, another example. So let's say you want to run an event for your customers. Like you want to run an event, you want it to be a great event, super great. You've run hundreds of events right before. Here's a great way to innovate with your team. Don't tell them what to do. Like what? My team, like they're going to put on this big event for our customers. Yeah. And you've done a hundred of them before. You know exactly how to run these events for your customers. Don't tell them. I have a rule and it, for an innovation rule for managing your team. It's called ask, don't tell. So for one week, I want every single one of your listeners out there to try this. Try this for a week. Do not tell a single employee what to do. Not a single employee. So when you go to your employees, instead of saying, do this, do that, don't do this, we don't want, I don't want you to do this, go up to them and say, what do you think you should be doing this week? What do you think is the top priority? How do you think you can get better results? So if it's your marketing person, can can you try something new in your marketing strategy? I'd like to see something new. What new thing could you try? Ask, ask, ask. What does it do? All of a sudden it puts them, it gives them permission, not only gives them permission to innovate because you're asking them, but it puts them in a position where they ha almost have to do it. They have to commit to trying something. They're like, okay, what, you know, what should I try? How can we do it different? If you're putting on this event for customers, and you want to wow them, go to your team and say, you know, we've done events before. How could we do this different? What could we do that would really surprise our, our customers? What in this event can we do where our customers will walk away and talk about it to everybody they know? And then 
start hearing the ideas that they come up with. And if they come up with ideas that you think won't work because you tried them in the past, you've done a hundred of these, they won't work. One of your employees says, why don't we do this? Instead of saying, no, 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 you say, you know, in the past we actually tried that and we got this result. How do you think we could get a, a better result than we, what we got in the past? Again, you're throwing it back upon them. If they're passionate about this, you're not squashing their passion. You're saying, well, this is the result we got in the past. What can we do to actually get, get a better result? And if they can't come up with something, then they'll come up with a new idea. I love it. I love it. And that's, it's important because you want your team innovating. You shouldn't be the sole fountain of innovation, should you? You can't be. You're too busy. You have too much on your plate in your one brain. If you have 50 people in your company, 100 people, you have 10 people, doesn't matter. Uh, why not use their brains? And the only way to use their brains is to get them. You also, by asking, you not only get them to be creative and innovative in whatever their job function, if they're talking, if they're a, a customer support person, how can you, you know, you go up to them, how can we get more out of our customers? How can we find out what our customers are really thinking about our products? How can we get our customers to give us feedback? When you engage with customers, how do you think you can get them to refer somebody? Just ask them all these questions. Well, you not only get that, but when you start asking people questions routinely instead of telling them what to do, you start to find out, why aren't you and Sally working? Is there a way you and Sally could work uh, better together? Is there a way you two could be more productive? Is there a way you can hit this deadline, even though the deadline is way off? Is there a way you could do it in half the time? Put those questions out there. See what you get. That's amazing. That's, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And you've got all these resources and all these ideas. I think it's great advice. And innovating is so crucial to every business, especially their marketing. And making standout marketing is critical because it's the only way it's going to work. Yeah, and if you're the CEO, go go to your marketing professional, like your, your head of marketing. Or uh, if you're a, a smaller company and you've hired a consultant, go to that consultant. What new platforms are out there? What do you see that's working uh, niches? Are there any areas we haven't explored? Can we try those channels? Is there a way to try them on a limited budget just to get a feel for if it connects with our customers? Those are great, great piece of advice. Uh, well, this has been awesome. We're gonna have to have you back for sure. But Steve, Thank you. Um, so we go, go to founderspace.com. Tell me a little bit about Founderspace and working with you. How does that work? Yeah, so anybody who wants, you know, we work with all size businesses from the very beginning startups all the way through mature companies. If you want to reach out to me, we engage with you. Basically, we provide consulting across all levels, go-to-market strategy, everything you do. Actually, we help a lot of entrepreneurs raise capital in Silicon Valley where we're located. So if you want to reach out to me, just go to founderspace.com, founderspace, super easy. And we have tons of videos there, lots of materials for you. It's a, we, we really, like uh, my job is to empower entrepreneurs, to help entrepreneurs learn and grow and become better business people, better managers. So you can also reach me on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. In fact, I'm on every social network. So just go out to any social network. You will find Captain Hoff Founder Space. Awesome. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes and a link to his books, Make Elephants Fly, The Process of Radical Innovation, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Forces That Change Everything. Uh, this has been fantastic. Captain Hoff, Steve Hoffman, thanks so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for taking Steve and I on your journey. This has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know what will make you an authority? 
you know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.